everybody. It is Friday, December 20th. We are a weekend away from the Christmas holiday and Festivus. I am Ian Glendon. I am the host of this show, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, my man, Mr. Rhode Island himself, Mr. Mike DeBate. Mike, how are we doing today? La, la, la. I'm doing well, my friend. Uh, day two of construction here at Del Boca Vista phase two, but uh, hopefully the background noise won't be quite as bad today as it was yesterday, folks. But Ian, you're right. We're a weekend away from the Christmas holiday, just a few days removed from Festivus and uh, just really a few days removed from the end of 2019 and the end of yet another decade. Amazing. Absolutely. And if you guys haven't noticed already, we are uh, we are running on bizarro Tom Coughlin time right now because uh, we you know, we say we start at eight, but generally we start five minutes later than what we say, as opposed to Tom Coughlin time, as we all know. So uh, and if you weren't tuning in yesterday or if you weren't paying attention to any sports news, we know that he was fired by the Jaguars yesterday. So it was a, it was a nice little callback there, Mike. And a little Superman slash Seinfeld reference. See, I, you know, I thought I was going to be uh, uh, behind the eight ball a little bit today, um, the magic eight ball, as they say. Um, but uh, not, not today, not today. I, I think, I, I think I'm finding myself here early on in the show because we got a lot to talk about, and I'm excited. Absolutely, I am as well. A lot of great uh, action in uh, the NFL this week. No Thursday night football, but we've got Saturday football, Sunday football, and then a big Monday nighter. And uh, just, you know, always a lot of news around the NFL at this time. This is right about the time that the NFL season is wrapping up. Division races are being decided. Playoff seating is being determined. Great stuff. Great time to be an NFL fan right Yeah, it, it kind of, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it kind of threw me off last night. Uh, no Thursday night football. I kind of forgot what, excuse me, what day it was. And, and I don't know, it just, it felt different. I mean, I, I was able to sit down, relax, and watch the Bruins and focus solely on the Bruins. There wasn't a Thursday night game to watch. And... So it, it was different, but I, I'm excited for this weekend because, again, you, we, we got three games. We talked about briefly yesterday, obviously, the Patriots being one of those teams playing uh, tomorrow, and I, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning and then re-remember that there's three football games on tomorrow. So um, that I'm looking forward to that, to be honest with you. So uh, we got that, and then, of course, Sunday, and you mentioned Monday night, uh, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. The uh, Basically, the NFC North is on the line there, and... Um, <laughs> a lot of playoff implications going on this weekend, but um, I do want to start. I do want to start real quick, briefly, briefly. Um, the NFL announced their uh, Hall of Fame class centennial uh, finalists um, for this upcoming class. Obviously, last week we got the player uh, finalists, and um, now we get the coaches, the uh, contributors, and so on and so forth. So, um, to give you an idea, some of the coaches on that list: Bill Cowher, Tom Flores, who. I mean, talk about a guy who deserves to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, the, the guy's been waiting forever. Uh, Tom Flores, Mike Holmgren, Jimmy Johnson, Buddy Parker, Dan Reeves, Dick Vermeil. Um, and then from the contributor side, Bud Adams, Ralph Hay, Frank uh, Kilroy, uh, Art McNally, Art Modell, Clint Murchison, Steve Sable, um, Ed Sprinkle, and Al Wistert. So, I, you know... It, I, I like these because, it, again, it gives it gives a chance for some of these guys that maybe have lost their, uh, I guess, eligibility or, or whatever in, in terms of getting into the Hall of Fame or, or guys that have kind of fallen by the wayside because their era was so long ago. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that... Uh, Robert Kraft isn't a isn't a finalist, and 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 before I decided I was going to bring that up, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, okay, am I am, am I just being you know a homer or whatever? But um, you know, 
this league has been around for 100 years, and Robert Kraft has been an owner of the New England Patriots for 25% of the existence of this league. And, you know, the, the, the results speak for themselves. Seven Super Bowl, or uh, ten Super Bowl appearances under Robert Kraft as the uh, owner. Uh, obviously, six Super Bowl titles, and... Um, you know him being obviously an integral part of of how the the game is today. So I, I was kind of surprised that he wasn't on those selects. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is an excellent list with some some great great uh, names and, and people that that did some great things for football on this list. And I think that it's going to be a tough choice for these people to narrow down um, <clears throat> to to choose uh, fifteen members. But uh, I'm sorry, the fifteen member committee. Yo, no, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, 15 members of the Centennial class. It's going to be hard to kind of narrow that down. But I, I was surprised that Robert Kraft wasn't at least uh, made a finalist. And and for all you drama uh, people out there, Bill Belichick was one of the people on the panel. So, ooh, you know, just saying. Just saying, but I'm not saying. I'm just, you know, you never know. Just just saying, though. Saying. Saying. Like, saying. Yeah, yeah, you're saying, yeah, you're, you're, you're saying. There's there not a whole lot of what you're saying right there, but there is no. Yeah, but, I'm, getting but I'm saying it. I'm saying it. But you're saying it. But, but but are you saying it with a G or just saying it with an I'm, N? No, no, I'm you know, cause there's, saying Because there's a difference. Yes, I'm saying it. Oh, okay. It, and, and so I'm, so we're not talking about this as an actual idea. We're not actually no, speaking. No, no, no. We're just, we're, just, we're just talking about it. I'm saying I don't know and you don't know, so, you know, you never know. That Bill Belichick never, uh, maybe, maybe he made a, you know what, I'm going to, I, you know, this tells me, you know what this tells me, Bill Belichick stood up on a table and, and demanded that Robert Kraft and then get in, um, into the Hall of Fame because he traded Jimmy Garoppolo and he forced, or he forced, uh, Bill Belichick to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and not keep Tom Brady, even though the Patriots have yes. three straight Super Bowls, one, two Absolutely. of them, and so on and so forth. But I'm just saying, that's all. I'm just saying. Okay. Follow me. So that's it. Bomani so, underscore so, Jones. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got I that's got right, confused for a second. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. That's right. That's right, folks. So we're just waiting. So the takeaway from the day today is Ian's just saying. He's just, just saying. saying. All just right. Saying. But any case. But any case. And uh, I completely agree with you. I really am surprised, uh, and I'm probably a little bit more surprised than not. And I don't think you're being a homer by saying this. Look, Robert Kraft has been instrumental in the success of the New England Patriots over the last 25 years that he's on the team. You take a look at the success level, the amount of Super Bowls, division titles, um, conference titles, you name it. Robert Kraft has been a part of it, and it's been a part of something special. This league and this team for quite some time put that aside whether you're a patriots fan whether you're a patriots hater there's a lot of reasons why people may not care or not want to see robert Kraft enshrined in uh, in canton robert Kraft has been one of the instrumental owners in bringing sides together when it comes to the nflpa and when it comes to the ownership uh he was instrumental in avoiding a work stoppage a few years ago everybody remembers the press conference and those indelible images of him embracing jeff saturday who was the president of the NFLPA at the time. This was something that was huge, and Robert Kraft was a big part of that. To not honor him as, for enshrinement in Canton, to me, is a little disingenuous. Now, is this to say that he's never going to get in? Absolutely not. I believe he will. Do I think maybe outside circumstances affected what the voters did this year? I'm just, again, like you, just I'm, I'm saying. just saying. I'm just saying. It could be that maybe some of the things that surrounded Kraft in the press this year may not have made him such a popular target and a popular um, selection uh, for this honor this year. So I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think Robert Kraft will be in anyway, but at the same time, 
I, I don't think any type of transgression or anything like that that's gone on is enough to warrant him not getting in this year. Honor the man when you can. We've come to the realization, folks, that life is short no matter who you are, no matter what walk of life that you are. You have to treasure every moment. And if he's eligible and he deserves enshrinement um, and he hasn't done anything to completely you know, wipe his name off the face of the earth when it comes to honorability, then he should be. And I don't think Robert Kraft has done that. It was surprising to me that he wasn't honored this year. Well, th- think about what we have going on right now in Los Angeles and how we have, uh, you know, these fights over how much money – uh, cities and taxpayers should should pay for these these I mean gigantic massive I mean this isn't just a, a bowl with some bleacher seats anymore these these football stadiums are are uh, massive complexes so um, in an age where you, you're constantly fighting with cities and and you know San Diego pops up who's going to pay for what um, you know Robert Kraft funded a majority of Gillette Stadium through private funding. This isn't, you know, through taxpayer money. This is something that doesn't happen often. So, and you know, and that that's something that, yeah, that 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 speaks volumes as to who you are as an owner. And again, you know, he he took a team that had no uh, prior NFL success in terms of of winning. Obviously, they had been to one Super Bowl, but. Uh, they were coming out of some very very lean years there in the early '90s, and uh, he took them. And since then, have has sold out uh, every home game, and uh, you know they've they've been the most the winningest franchise since that point. Not just, I mean, obviously, you know, you can point to a lot of the post 2001 years as as why that's the case. But you know, just go back to those early years with Kraft. I mean, they went to a Super Bowl. They won. They you know they won a couple divisions. So um, you know this this team has been incredibly successful. Uh, since 1994, and again, I, t- I tell you that that spans uh, nearly half of the Super Bowl era and a quarter of the entire existence of the NFL. So, to me, especially this year, when when again there's a little extra uh, added um, celebration to all these things because it is the centennial year, it is the 100th anniversary. I was really surprised that he he didn't get in, and and. You know, again, I, I just I don't I don't see a reason why. Well, not that he didn't get in, but he wasn't at least a finalist. I mean, you can argue about whether or not he should be a finalist, but he he's he's got he's got a he's got a jacket waiting for him at, at some point. I don't think it's a question of if he gets in; it's a question of when. But um, who knows uh, the mentality of the people, the voters? Um, again, we we see the mentality in the everyday fan and journalists and and all that when it comes to the Patriots. So you never know what sort of wacky narrative has seeped into the the subconscious of these folks and 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 they let that uh dictate how they make their decisions but you know who knows who knows we'll see but i i was a little bit disappointed in that um i would have liked to see him get in and and again without you know obviously obviously seeing the obvious but you know he is getting up there in age so it would it would be nice to see that maybe he would get honored while he's still alive type of thing and uh, again i'm not trying to be morbid or anything like that i'm just you know he's 77 78 years old you know let's let's be honest so um but yeah i was i was i was pretty pretty disappointed not to see him in there but we're not here to talk about that all day you know what we're here to talk about mike 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 
I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah, there you, there you go, Mike. And uh, trust me, trust me. We're again, once again, we are we are lucky that Tom Coughlin doesn't uh, run this organization because uh, we were ten minutes behind Coughlin time, and you would have got fined for this, even though you're not supposed to get fined. You would have got fined. Trust me. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know that's that's important. You know, yes. Uh, you know. The rules and the uh, the regulation. Well, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Right? We we, t- we talked about Coughlin and there's everything. <laughs> That's right. Without rules, <laughs> there's chaos. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> we we have a whole lot of football to talk about. So uh, we we briefly mentioned the Texans, Bucks, uh, Patriots, Bills, and Rams 49. Well, actually, we didn't really do too much in the Rams 49ers, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that. But um, I mean, there again, there's there's a whole bunch of huge games coming up here uh, this Sunday. Uh, Bengals, Dolphins. You know, hey, seating in the uh, in the lottery. You never know. Maybe the Bengals uh, squeak a couple out here at the end and lose that t- number one overall pick. Um, Browns Ravens. Uh, the Browns obviously are, are are clinging to playoff hopes. Although I I don't think either of us uh, think that they're going to do it. Um, Saints and Titans. Uh, more so for the Titans. Uh, you know, big game for the Saints too because of seating. But uh, the Titans really need to win this one if they want a chance to uh, win this division, uh, the AFC South, and, and get a chance uh, one more crack at the Texans in Week 17. So they're going to have to win that one. Um, Eagles, Cowboys. Obviously, you know, goes without saying. Who's who's going to suck less and win the NFC East? Well, we're going to find out because <laughs> this is going to be a big one. And uh, Chiefs Bears. That's a that's a that's a pretty big uh, interconference uh, matchup there for uh, for a number of reasons. Obviously, the Chiefs are fighting for seeding as well. And um, Dub you know, Bears. Dub Bears. That's right. Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Um, you get the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, they could take advantage if, if if say the you know the Patriots knock on wood, lose, or whatever. They can take advantage and leapfrog them if they win. So um, a lot of big stuff, good stuff, big stuff, Mike. So, of course, you're looking forward to, forward to the Patriots game. What's the game you're most looking forward to this weekend? i got to say the Monday nighter, the Green Bay Packers yes. and the Minnesota Vikings. I think this game right now is going to decide a lot in the NFC. And look, the, you know, the class of the NFC, I think a lot of people still look at it. We talked about it yesterday. I still look at the 49ers and the Saints as the top two teams in the conference. I think Seattle is nipping at the heels right there. Uh, and, you know, they could be a, a one there. You can very easily make the argument that there might be equal or uh, maybe even some case or to the 49ers but green and minnesota to me right now uh it's going to decide the division and i think we're going to see what both of these teams are made of i think we're going to see what minnesota is made of and whether or not that kirk cousins offense that has been i think vastly underrated this year can get its just due on a national stage and show the world that they can compete and take over this division we're also going to get a chance to see the vikings defense can they shut down a big powered offense with in uh, Green Bay, led by Aaron Rodgers, are they going to be able to live up to the hype? Are they going to be able to rise to the occasion and show people doubters like uh, other people on the microphone over here right now? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, no, I have my doubts about the Packers too. I will say that, but you know, I think that there's uh, you know a lot there on this offense. I think they can definitely string together wins. Right now, technically, they hold the number two seed. So when you yeah. look at things from that perspective. They want to prove they belong to be there. I think a lot of times they've flown, I mentioned this the other day, I think they've flown under the radar a little bit because of how prolific San Francisco and New Orleans and Seattle has been this year. I think Green Bay is kind of waving over and, hello, we're still the number two seed here. What's going on? I think they they realize they have a lot to prove too. So can they do it? Can they go ahead and prove it? 
We'll see. But to me, this this has all the makings of a really great game, with the exception of Patriots-Bills tomorrow. This is probably the one I'll have the closest eye on. Uh, but also 49ers-Rams, I'm actually looking forward to that one as well. I think that's going to be a great matchup. That's going to determine a lot about how the NFC West is going to shake out. Just a lot of great games going on this weekend, and a lot of, uh, a lot of questions will be answered. And I, I do need to point out, though, that in that Vikings-Green Bay game, the uh, – the Vikings will be playing with basically one arm behind their back because Dalvin Cook will not play. And uh, you're talking about 13 touchdowns and 1,100 yards rushing uh, for yeah, Dalvin Cook. that's a huge and, loss for them. And I think I think we've all kind of uh, realized that, that Kirk Cousins is still a pretty good quarterback. I mean, I, I don't like the fact that it's on Monday Night Football because we all know his record. He's 0 and and a bazillion on uh, you know national televised primetime games. <laughs> So this this isn't going to make it easier for him because again he's going to have to kind of uh, uh, get that monkey off his back and do so without his his best weapon and perhaps their best offensive weapon. Again, you can argue Stefan Diggs or or Adam Thielen. I mean, this team is right full of weapons, but um, Dalvin Cook is really what makes this team go because he, he's he's just so good. So it, it's going to be it's going to be tough uh, for them to overcome that. But um, <clears throat> considering that. They're at home. That that might give them a little added advantage. Uh, they're not they're not going to have to worry about playing in the elements, going outside, and having to uh, forcefully run the ball. So so maybe they can rely on the passing game a bit. So I, I would be a little bit concerned and nervous, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. It's going to be a great way to close out the weekend for sure. Yeah, it truly will be a uh, great, uh, great matchup. And, you know, it's good because it does give them the complete Monday night stage. And I think that, you know, Kirk Cousins may have that in the back of his mind as well. You mentioned his record and his inability to come up big on the big stage and including a national stage like a Monday night football game. So, you know, maybe he's trying to exercise some of those demons as well and trying to uh, uh, to, to move forward. I agree with you. Without Dalvin Cook, that's going to be a difficult situation for them. No question about it. He's been one of their best offensive players this year. But, you know, good teams always find a way to do it when next man up is needed. And, you know, if this is a... a a year where the Minnesota Vikings are going to be able to prove that, then they have to find a way to be able to dig deep and to do it. It's not easy, and I'm not saying it is, and I'm not downplaying how much of a loss that is for them and how it weakens them, but at this time of year, injuries are something that you have to overcome, and you have to be ready to be able to deal with it. So I still look for a good game. I still think it's going to be a good game regardless, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be an exciting one. If you're a fan of uh, of, of NFC North football, this is one for you without when- any question when they met last uh back in september uh it was a green bay victory dalvin cook 191 all uh, all purpose yards from scrimmage so um yeah yeah he had a, he had a nice game let's so let's put it uh to, to put it bluntly and um you know uh good thing for them they still got adam thielen they still got stefan diggs out there uh the bad news is this is this is probably not the game you want to be losing your best offensive weapons with with the with right. the um you know, with the division on the line and, and the fact that, again, th- this NFC, it's 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 a it's a it's it's going to be a a, a a pain to get through because if you happen to be one of those teams that has to play a few road games, you're not just playing any road game. Again, you have the potential, <coughs> excuse me, to go to to Green Bay, to to New Orleans, to San Francisco, to Seattle. 
Um, I mean, the, these are just, I mean, these are tough places to play. And I mean, all these teams are really good. So um, seeding is crucial in the NFC, I think. I mean, like even even in uh, in the upper tier of the, you know, one and two seed, it's like, man, if you can get that one seed, you're, you're, you're sitting pretty right now. Because again, you don't have to worry about going into some of these really uh, intense environments. Uh, again, Green Bay and, and San Francisco and Seattle and, and New Orleans. I mean, again, I mean, name one of those, any of those places you go to, you know, you're, you're dealing with the elements in terms of both the crowd and just the environment that you're in. So, um, so yeah, I mean, they, they, this is a huge game. They're really going to have to overcome uh, not having Calvin Cook. And hey, you, you know, you never know. Again, this could be Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, Steve Young, get your monkey off the back type game. You know, obviously not a Super Bowl, but in terms of winning a primetime game, I mean, you have to take baby steps before you can walk. Um, and then, you know, obviously you have to walk before you can run. So uh, we just we gotta we gotta see and 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 look they're coming off a huge game huge win over the chargers uh 39 to 10 and um you know that that's something that again you can build momentum off that you can build uh, some sort of confidence going forward but you at the end of the day you still have to beat green bay and uh, fortunately for them it's at home yeah, definitely. I mean, this is it is one of those games and I'm glad that you mentioned like the monkey off the back and I said it earlier about exercising the demons. Yeah, this is one of those games where I think a team galvanizes itself when they know that they're going to be without a big star and you're going to be without one of your more prolific targets. You have to have other people step up. I always bring things back to the New England Patriots, and I'm sorry for doing that, folks, but, you know, I cover the team. It's part of my nature. It's ingrained when the Patriots were without Rob Gronkowski. There were times where they had to play without him. They had to play without his expertise. They People forget that they won a Super Bowl without Rob Gronkowski. Super Bowl 51, they were able to go in and they were able to find other guys that were able to get the job done. This is what teams do. So, you know, we're not saying that Cook is going to be out long term or anything like that. Hopefully it's just, you know, a blip on the radar screen and he'll be okay and back to action. But at the same time, it's a big game against Green Bay, and you know they wanted to have a full arsenal. So it's not ideal, but it doesn't mean that a victory is impossible in Minnesota this weekend. And for, if you're Green Bay, you have to be able and you have to be prepared to defend against some of their other uh, you know, big prolific stars. You there, Mike? Yep. <laughs> it's all right. We, we had Mike cut out. This happens from time to time, given his... Uh, um, given his uh, internet up there in Rhode Island, so I'm going to have to apparently carry the load here while Mike... All yeah, right. I'm glad we spent a good amount of time on this, because <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, uh, again, once again, I'm sure this was the best thing that you said all show, because you got you got cut off, so... <laughs> I'm guessing you you just you just laid out the entire plan of how to uh, uh, maximize your 401k, invest wisely, and make a whole bunch of money, and unfortunately, the listeners and I did not hear it, so... Um, I guess I guess we miss out. Yes, so. and I actually and I actually revealed some uh, very uh, top secret government secrets that no uh, one else has heard before. I got the, the clearance right between that window of eight twenty six and eight twenty eight a.m. here on the East Coast, but uh, unfortunately the window expired. Now the government shut me up again, so oh, I can't say it anymore, folks. But uh, I do apologize for that. You know, it was it was, it was pretty bad. So. <laughs> Man, I thought we were about to learn state secrets there, but oh well. Next time we'll try we'll try it we'll try again. We'll, we'll hopefully uh, your your windows of uh, uh, openness will uh, coincide with our show once again but um 
you already mentioned this game, uh, San Francisco, uh, Los Angeles. Um, obviously, this is a much bigger game for, I would say, San Francisco. Again, going back to the whole, you really need to get a good seed in the NFC if you if you want to give yourself a, a really strong edge. And, um, you know, San Francisco is a team that we talk about a lot that, you know, they spent the majority of the season in first place or in one of those top two seeds. I mean, they were the last undefeated team along with the Patriots. So, um, you know, this is a, this is a team that, is is coming off a, 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 a I, I'm not calling it a bad loss because again I, I I think people forget how talented Atlanta is so I they're certainly capable of beating any team um, they're just they just don't know how to put it all together from week in to week out they just happen to <clears throat> excuse me they just happen to put it together against San Francisco though and they beat them 29 to 22 um, Los Angeles on the other hand got shellacked by the Dallas Cowboys um first first team over 500 that the Cowboys have beaten all season but uh San, San Francisco this is this is a big one you can't drop this game um they're, they're uh, obviously they're neck and neck with the Seahawks right now uh for the division um uh, from week to week this uh, the 49ers are either the one seed or the five seed so um to say this is a must win would be an understatement if you're searching for that division title and that home field advantage um Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing much better uh, in terms of producing 110 plus rating in four of his last five. So uh, he's going to have to step up. Uh, obviously, Kittle, uh, all these guys are going to have to make plays against a Rams team that, again, despite what their record is, they're eight and six, and I I don't think anyone thinks they're they're really a great team. This is a this is a, d- a divisional matchup on prime at, in prime time. So you you really can't put anything past these two teams, and we've seen it in the past when the Rams were really good and the 49ers weren't so great. These two team still played very closely and very tightly and uh that's something we see across a lot of divisions so um what what's your gut telling you about this game because i'm not saying i'm worried about san francisco but if, if they if they lay a stinker i would really start to panic about this team uh, heading into the playoffs well the rams are an anomaly this year there have been times where they've looked like the defending yep. nfc champions and there's no question about it they've got the talent to be able to do it on well, both they, sides they've, of the ball. They've, they've, they've pushed more towards todd Gurley these last few weeks and that's really started to change their offense a little bit so they've been far more right. efficient so exactly absolutely and there's no question about it with uh, with and you know say what you will about jared goff i know he catches a lot of stuff in the uh in the, in the press and for being inconsistent and for being overrated and whatnot but this is still a quarterback that took his team to the super bowl last year you don't get to that level without having some skill now does it always mean that a, a a player and a quarterback that gets to the Super Bowl is, uh, you know, a future Hall of Famer. No, I mean, we've seen several also Rams get to the Super Bowl and not be able to win it. But Jared Goff does have talent and he is capable of moving the football in this offense and giving them a chance to win both through the air and facilitating the run game. The thing that worries me about the Rams is the inconsistency because there are some times where they look great and then you saw what they did against Dallas the other night and just completely went in and fell flat. And this has been a common thread with this team this year. I don't know if it's personnel. I don't know if it's just, you know, uh, maybe a Super Bowl hangover. I don't know what's going on in Los Angeles. But if they can put it all together, they can definitely take it to the 49ers. There's no question about it. 49ers are coming off of a tough loss to Atlanta. Now, losing to Atlanta, folks, is not necessarily the embarrassment 
basement that everybody thinks it is. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talent in Atlanta this year. They've had a lot of hard luck. I think there's a reason why, uh, you know, their record is the way it is. I think there's just been some, you know, some injury issues, some, you know, things that have, uh, you know, gone awry when it comes to, uh, you know, their game planning and whatnot. But they do have the talent. They can beat, they can pretty much hang with anybody in the league one-on-one. So it doesn't really necessarily completely shock me that they lost to Atlanta. But now this is going to be a big game for San Francisco. How did they respond from a loss that they took that they shouldn't have taken? Mm -hmm. We've seen teams over and over again, not just New England. I won't bring up New England. We've seen other teams, you know, in the league be able to do that. Take a loss that maybe they shouldn't have taken and then come back and come back strong. That's how you build character. That's how you move forward. That's how you make deep runs into the playoffs. And that's how you win championships. So I agree with you. If San Francisco comes out sputters and they don't collect a win here, yeah, then I'm starting to worry a little bit because on paper, even though the Rams do have a great amount of talent, I still think San Francisco is the more talented team. I think they're the yep. better team. They should win this game. And if they don't, then you have to start to wonder about how they're going to fare in the playoffs and what their uh, you know their actual makeup is, uh, especially if they run into teams that maybe have a little bit more playoff experience, like a Seattle mm-hmm. or a New Orleans or you know or even like a Minnesota or a Green Bay. Those are going to be teams that may give them some difficulty. So we'll see what happens, uh, uh, but. Uh, this is a big game for the 49ers big statement game for the 49ers yeah and a good thing is and we mentioned it yesterday that uh they will be getting richard sherman back so uh you know obviously he's a he's a huge leader leader on that team and of course you know helps uh, give that defense an identity i mean nick bosa does a decent job too but um you know, it's nice to have your full complement of weapons. And um, here I am fumbling for my uh, my schedule I had right in front of me, which I don't anymore. So, oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I got to have everything in front of me. I got to be organized because if not, then we just go off the rails and we, we, we start quoting uh, Genesis songs and, and, you know, all that stuff. So uh, I got I got to stay on track here. We got we, we do got a lot to talk about. Only 25 minutes left. Only 25 minutes left in this week. And then we have a short week next week. So, you know, a lot, a lot to talk about. But um, but yeah. So I again, that's that's that that Forty Niners Rams game is going to cap off what I think is going to be a pretty pretty awesome Saturday of football. I mean, you got three really important games. Obviously, the latter two are are have playoff implications for both teams. I mean, not so. Much, I mean, I I guess the Rams you can throw in that mix, but uh, or I'm sorry, you can't really throw them in the mix. But the the implications for the Forty ers are so huge. That's why it's important. Obviously, the Bills and Patriots are are fighting for the division, and the Texans are anticipating what should be a divisional showdown with the Titans in Week 17. So that's going to be good. Um, we talked a little bit about the. Uh, the Browns and the Ravens, uh, or at least the Browns, uh, yesterday in terms of some of the drama surrounding them. Um, I look at this game against the Ravens, and I, you know, maybe a few weeks ago, I I would sit here and say, you know what, maybe the Browns have a chance to go in there and and beat a team that that maybe, you know, maybe you know, because look, they beat them for they're one of their two losses this season. They beat them forty to twenty five earlier this season, but I I just don't see the Browns right now at this stage in the season as being a team capable of doing that. I I feel like they're in such disarray right now. I I don't see how they can pull it together to beat a team like the Ravens. So I'm I'm really just anticipating Baltimore just going about their business and and handling this one pretty well. 
Yeah, they're going to put this away pretty quickly, folks. I mean, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland's another. They're an anomaly. I mean, they're, they're, there's talent on both sides of the football. They had a lot of high expectations this year. I was one of those guys that bought into it. I didn't quite pick the Cleveland Browns to make the playoffs, but I thought they'd at least be pushing and have a very good chance and maybe even an inside track on a wild card spot. That team has been disappointing this year, and I don't think it's because of talent. I think it's because of attitude, and I think it's because of lack of coaching and lack of leadership. So because of that, they're limping along toward the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Not a whole lot to play for. Baltimore is a juggernaut. They're clicking on, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're going to come in. You know they're going to want to just keep compiling wins. I don't think this is a team in the Baltimore Ravens that's going to have a letdown and kind of just get caught off guard. Now, that being said, you never know. If there's a team out there with talent to be able to do it it's the cleveland browns if they could somehow put together a complete game this could end up being interesting the chances are that are uh, i'm not going to go all full dean wormer on you and go (laughs) 0.0 but it's probably like daniel simpson day you know 0.6 you know (laughs) actually no daniel simpson day was he had no grade point average (laughs) all classes incomplete uh that was uh yeah we'll go with uh, we'll go with dorfman 0.6 fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life son and <laughs> that kind of that, that kind of sums up the browns pretty well actually <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, yeah pretty much exactly as a matter of fact you know like you could uh and this is awful i should probably say this but if someone could like side by side kent dorfman's picture with uh, the Baker Mayfield press conference, I think he's got. I think he's kind of got like almost the same look in his eyes. You, you know? know, I mean, obviously Baker is in a lot better shape than Dorfman, but you just look at the eyes. I, I think it really is the, the same type of look that sheepish look that he gives warmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Befuddlement, yes. Bewilderment, yes. Betwixt yes. and between, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, if anybody could really like side by side those, uh, hint, hint, my friend, uh, yeah, that I'll, could be uh, okay, a pretty I'll, good. I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. No, but no. In all, in all actuality no i mean bringing it back to reality i, I do believe that um you know baltimore is just going to go in and they're going to they're going to rail in this one and um you know i mean for cleveland it just i think it's only going to add the icing on the cake for a uh, an off season where there's going to need to be a lot of questions answered do they move forward with this group can they take this nucleus um, replace the head coach and bring somebody in that can bring everybody together, put them all on the same page and play like the Cleveland Browns are capable of playing on paper. Or do they start selling off pieces here and say, you know what, we've got to, we got to really, we got to dredge, you know, whatever we can. And we got to start building from the ground up. Uh, yes. That's right. Uh, well, well said, well put nice, nice little bit. No, I look, I agree. I think look, this, this Browns team, look, I, I, I would love, I would love to say 0.0. zero. Point, point zero, zero. zero. Yes. <laughs> no, I would love to say that, but I'm kind of with you there. I think there is like maybe a point six percent chance because, again, it, and it's not it's not saying that the Ravens aren't as good or anything. It's just it's just the utter um, wildness that is the Cleveland Browns. So again, they could go out there and and look like a a Super Bowl uh, contending team. And it wouldn't shock me because of the talent. And maybe I'm just get maybe I'm getting fooled because of it. Maybe I'm I'm putting far too much on Freddie Kitchens and the coaching staff because I do think that they are the biggest issue. And I think that resonates with with players being issues. And and again, that speaking about the wide receivers, um, they're an issue because I think the coaching is an issue, and it, and that has a trickle down effect. So, uh, but I I just. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but again, we could we could come in here on Monday and be like, you know what, <laughs> you know, we, we we tried to talk ourselves into it, 
we tried. We tried to talk ourselves into uh, the, the Ravens just steamrolling it, but maybe the Browns do come in and, you know, go 2-0 against the Ravens. And again, we'll be sitting here on Monday saying, I was wrong. That's right. We were wrong. No, look, I, I don't see it happening. I put it at, like, again, a, a 95% chance that the Ravens are going to win this game. I think they handle it pretty well. I mean, Lamar Jackson's on fire. Five touchdowns last week, 134 point whatever rating, whatever it was. Um so, yeah, I, I, I just don't see it. And I think this is just <clears throat> one more step closer to uh, the eventual implosion of what this team is or what this team was built to be this year, because I don't think this is <clears throat> I don't think this is going to take just a, a quick fix here and there. I think this is a <clears throat> trade a couple pieces, move on from the head coach, reevaluate your overall philosophy as to how you're moving forward with this team. And um, yeah, a big beat down by the Ravens is going to go a long way to, 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 to pushing that. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll be entertaining. Say the least, at least watching Lamar Jackson will be entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I, I or will. Absolutely. I I, yeah. I don't know how entertaining the Browns are going to be. Um, you know, you, you can only watch Baker Mayfield sail passes over Odell Beckham Jr. So many times before you get tired of it. But, um, well, I have a little impromptu, uh, prop bet for you here. Oh, so you, okay. being that it's All Friday, right. we got some, we got some impromptu, That's you know, prop bets. I have one for you, my Ooh. friend. Over under three actual tangible come get me's from either Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry in the direction of the Baltimore Ravens. Well, let's let's uh, let's let's clarify real quick. Is this a uh, come at me uh, after the game or a audible on the sidelines? Hey, come get me. We're going to catch you talking to someone because I I have I, I, I think we might get a few reports. I would say we might get a. Ooh. I'd say right at two or three. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna get a couple more. We're gonna get a couple more guys saying like, "Man, I wish I was with the Ravens. I wish I was playing with Lamar Jackson." You know, the thirty second pick, the last pick of the first round that year, not the first pick. You know, so I'll, I'll I'll say the under, but barely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very very interesting. Um, I, I I think you're yeah. I think you're onto something there. It just happened to pop inside my head. I mean, supposedly they were saying to the Arizona Cardinals, "Come get me" last week, and you know, I mean, there there you go. I know Jarvis Landry did, you know, debunk that, and he uh, he denied that, but. Uh, it's uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens if you hear that in the press or if you can actually get you know something tangible. I know I said tangible, uh, which means that we'd have to actually hear it from them, but uh, that's going to be really really well, tough to get. Well, well, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We're we're talking about the standards set by fandom surrounding the NFL. Conjecture and 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 assumption and paranoid. Uh, uh, oh, and on that basis, that accounts uh, as tan- that counts as tangible in the eyes of most NFL fans. So you're, you're right uh, on, on that point, basis. Man. It was very yeah. tangible. Yeah, on that basis, anything is possible. (laughs) I mean, you know, we saw a few years ago with the Flategate about the laws of physics and people trying to prove things and, oh, well, I can prove the PSI and I can prove this and I can prove that. Yeah, well, you know what? Theoretical physics can prove that an elephant can hang from a a cliff with its tail tied to a daisy. (laughs) That doesn't necessarily mean that it's true that it's going to happen. Use your eyes, use your common sense. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. You know, I think at the flake gate, you know, something something comes out of it. Niagara Falls. It just happens. It just happens. Slowly I don't know. Something I comes out of it. Inch by inch. I kicked him. All right, that's it. <laughs> All right, now we've really gone. Now we've really gone way back into the way back machine with the Three Stooges, which yeah. uh, still some of the funniest comedy you'll ever see out there, folks. 
you know, <laughs> absolutely. And feel free to feel free to okay boomer me on yeah. that one, but uh, I'll uh, I'll stand by it and I'll fight to the death to say that the Three Stooges right now, in terms of comedy, is just as good as, if not better, than anything that you'll see out there today. But in any case, um, when we get back to the Ravens and the uh, uh, the Browns, yeah, I thought that might be a fun drop in just to see what uh, what happens because obviously i mean the ravens are the hot team right now everybody is picking them as their super bowl favorite uh some people are labeling them as unstoppable i think that's a little high i think that's a little high in terms of expectations but look they are the number one team in the league right now that's undisputed and you know you you look at the way this team is playing it'll be interesting to see if someone like uh, Jarvis Landry uh, has uh, any uh, comments to make about possibly wanting to join that club next year. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen the super team in the NFL uh, right now. I think the Cleveland Browns tried to do it this year and that didn't work, but uh, I don't know. I don't think Honestly, the NFL really lends into that. No, I was going to say, when has it ever worked? Um, I mean, again, I, and I, and I, and I kind of laugh and, and I really don't, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, I, I don't really have a response to it or, you know, people say like, Oh, you know, the Patriots couldn't win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss or they couldn't win a Super Bowl with it, with a, with that super team. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I can't say you're wrong, but I mean, we're, we're talking about you know 90 seconds away from an undefeated season. So I, I, I think, I think you have to put some context into it. Um, so I guess that that super team kind of worked. Um, you've had some other really good teams with a bunch of talent win some games, but for the most part, when these teams get thrown together like they have, uh, like this, th- it never really works. Again, we keep bringing up the uh, the oh eight or oh nine Eagles, the the Vince Young, uh, you know, greatest team ever. Uh, you know that that team, it they didn't do jack. I mean, they went nine and seven or whatever it was. So, um, so yeah, in the NFL, it, it just. It, it just it takes more than just throwing a, a collection of talent together, and these are concerns that I think we had um, head, for the Browns heading into the season. I just don't think it it, it was going to happen so spectacularly the way that it has for this team, where the, the coaching has just been so awful, the discipline has been horrendous, and uh, of course the uh, surprise, surprise, the personalities in the room are starting to really stick out for the Browns, and that's not a good thing, especially when you're losing and you're and you're falling. Uh, massively short of your expectations. And, and that's the key thing, too. You know, if this Browns team was just another Browns team, this would actually be probably a pretty good season in terms of win-loss and, and improving. But um, this team came in with such high expectations. They were dangerous, quote-unquote, and they bought into it. And, you know, that makes this this fall from, you know, assumed to grace even worse because – you know, they expected to be a playoff team. They expected to compete for a Super Bowl uh, because they know they're talented. But uh, again, a collection of talent doesn't necessarily mean wins. And, and it, you know, that's that's true uh, in any aspect of football. So. Um, so, yeah, so th- that'll be interesting. <clears throat> Obviously, I <clears throat> excuse me. Ah, don't art. <clears throat> ah, ex- apologize. <laughs> I'm dying over here, Mike. Um no, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah take some okay. Robitussin; it'll be yeah, all good. Yeah, just, just, just have some Tussin. <laughs> just yeah, have exactly. Some Tussin. Um, no, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I, I will obviously be uh, paying close attention to the Browns in the off season because I think that will be a uh, fun storyline to kind of pay attention. Um, moving on, the Le'Veon Bell game. Yes, that's right. The New York Jets are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, again, the Jets are technically still in the playoff hunt. You know. Technically, um, I'm technically still 
eligible to play in the NHL. But you know, again, I, I've, I've, I, my, my, my percentage, since you know, sticking with the same thing, my percentage of, of hope uh, in terms of getting to that point is at that zero point six mark that we talked about earlier. So again, yes, yes, it's still yeah, there. Ian is at the I'm Dorfman level. The do- yeah, that's right. I, I, you know, again, I'm eligible to run for president in two years. Am I going to do that's it? That's right. It's it's potentially. We'll see. We'll, see. well hey, who knows? Glendon, you know, the Glendon the, the job might be open. The job might be opening up soon. Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you never, you never. never well, well, we're not no, going to even yeah, get yeah, into yeah. that, folks. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this is not the forum, and you don't want any no. political talk from me and and I anyway. So, no, you know, well, uh, one, I, you guys be, are here. I'll, I'll be yeah. so incredibly ill-informed, and you, you'll, you'll notice very quickly on that. I just don't care. <laughs> I just, I know, I know, <laughs> I, and I'm not insulting. I know Mike has a little bit of a political background. He's, he's far more knowledgeable of the subject than I am, and. Uh, there's a lot of people that know a lot more about it than I do. I just, I just don't. Oh, and care. there's a lot more I'm, that know a I'm, lot more about it than I'm, I do too. I'm Tommy Lee Jones and the Fugitive right now. I don't care. I just don't. Yeah. I don't you know? So don't worry, folks. You won't get political talk out of me, uh, <laughs> unless unless it's little jokes here and there. But uh, again, we we tend to avoid those. But anyways, uh, Le'Veon Bell, obviously former Steeler, uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Jets. Not so much the Jets uh, being in it, but the Steelers are still in the mix for a, a wild card uh, mm-hmm. berth uh, with you know a collection of teams like the Titans, the Texans. Um, obviously, the Steelers are in that mix and mix. And right now, I think they hold uh, that final playoff spot, so they will have an opportunity to further uh, uh, cement their. Uh, improbable really uh trip to the playoffs if that's the case because uh i, I don't think anyone thought uh when roethlisberger went down or even before when they got shellacked i mean when when they got beat up by the patriots in opening week i just i thought this team was um i thought they took a little bit of a step back last year i thought they were going to continue that especially without antonio brown and Le'Veon bell uh both of them not being on the field i thought uh, this team wasn't going to be that great. And that was before uh, Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. went down with an injury. So the fact that they are now on their third quarterback, uh, Duck Hodges will get another start. Um, and they're they're on the cusp of going to the playoffs. That's pretty impressive and um, good for them. And, uh, you know, this, this is a big game because, again, the Jets are a team that, you know, maybe not quite like the Browns or um, the Rams. Uh, they have some talent and they're certainly capable of, of, of playing some, some pretty decent football. Uh, I, I, I could see them coming in and beating the Steelers, no doubt. I just think the Steelers are, are too good of a team right now to beat a uh, beat a Jets. I I, I did Mike Tomlin over Adam Gase every day of the week, and I'm not even a big Mike Tomlin fan. Um, so it, that just kind of speaks volumes as to what I think Adam Gase is as a coach. So, uh, so yeah, I mean. Important in terms of Steelers uh, attempting to get to the playoffs, and I think that that's going to be one of those really great, um, you know, really great uh, storylines of the season. And again, you know, you if you want to go back, you know, this is this is a uh, rematch of a AFC Championship game from not too long ago. So, yeah, it absolutely is. And you know, I, um, I, I yeah, I like the Steelers in this one as well. I mean, there's no question about it. I think they're playing very well. I think they're playing uh, at a high level, um, not just the level of play that you see on the field, but I think they're playing with a lot of energy. I think they're playing with a lot of confidence and they're playing with something to play for the jets and are another team. You mentioned Cleveland and Los Angeles. And I think that's a very adept comparison. This is a team with a lot of talent, but just hasn't been able to bring it all together. And you have to look at the intangibles. Maybe it is coaching uh, that allows,
allows this team not to be able to do it. Maybe there are a few malcontents in the locker room that are throwing things off. I know losing Sam Darnold earlier on in the year to uh, mononucleosis did throw, I think, a wrench into the plans of exactly how this team wanted to operate, and it really probably impeded his growth level this year. But that is a team that can string together, you know, it's some, you know, <laughs> some talent to be able to win a game. Is this the game that they can do it? It's definitely possible. I don't see it. I think Pittsburgh is clicking on all cylinders. I think they win this one. And ultimately, I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they've played well enough in the AFC. I don't see any other team being able to chip at their heels to try to do it. Um, I, I think they've got a really good shot. And I think eventually they will end up uh, getting in uh, to the uh, to the playoffs this year for an, um, as a wild card entry for the AFC. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. I don't think that they would win a game. I mean, you would think they would have to play one of probably Houston or, or uh, Kansas City in the opening round, and then yeah, you know, probably likely Kansas play the City's Ravens a tough draw. Win, Houston, so. yeah, Kansas City's a tough draw. Houston, I don't know. Again, we've talked about Houston so many times, and I love Deshaun Watson. He's one of my favorite players to watch in this mm-hmm. league. I can watch him play the quarterback position uh, for a good amount of time and not get bored at all. He's he's that good and he's that talented. But the level of him needs to always rise to the occasion. And we've seen this Houston Texans team let down a little bit this year. Just when you think they need to come in and have a huge game, they don't. <laughs> yeah, ooh, yeah, really savage, ooh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in any case, uh, that, was, that was great. That woke me right up. You gotta, that, that's great. Little Randy Savage. Just, yes, that just, that ooh, injects yeah. you. You know, you Yep, pomp in the circumstance. Oh yeah, Elizabeth. All right. So anyway, uh, um, getting, so um, what were we talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Really I, I, think, I think you were telling us how you're going to do an entire show in Randy uh, Savage's voice one day. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think my throat muscles are up to that, folks. I, I'm sorry about that. I don't know how Randy did it, but he did it. But from what I understand, he actually talked that way. I've heard several, uh, you know, wrestlers and people that knew him and said that you know, obviously it was amped up. I mean, he was, you know, he wasn't as animated, but uh, his uh, his Let normal speaking voice was way down there, you know, with a yeah. coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get a oh, number yeah. five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing. Don't just put any of that, that special. So, <laughs> don't put any of that special sauce on there. Don't like it. Nope. Don't dig it. Yeah. Uh, just, but in just any picturing case, uh, like every uh, everyday activities done in the voice of like uh, Randy Savage, like, oh yeah, I want you to take about an inch off and then trim the back hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and make Ooh, sure yeah. <laughs> make sure the gel rises to the top so it doesn't sit and settle down. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just oh damn it! I'm out of coffee creamer. Gonna go to gonna go to the Trader Joe's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh poor. What's oh, with man, the green bananas just... over here? Come on, you know. Uh, but uh, no. In, in any case, uh, oh man, boy, did we go off the rail on that? Oh, one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, fr- it's Friday. Anything goes, man. It's it's Friday. It's Friday. Flush the, the format here on on uh, FBC Radio Live. But um, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'll try to rein us back in. When it comes to Steelers and the Jets here, yeah. I, I do end up thinking that the Steelers will. Uh, I'm not so sure that the uh, that the Texans might be the immediate out for them. I think if they have to play Kansas City, I think that's going to be a very tough game for them. I think that uh, uh, that would probably be a one and done. But uh, you never know. That's why they play the games on the field, not on paper. We talked about a New York Giants team that was nine and seven. We all know what happened there. We're not going to bring up what happened there, but we do know that uh, teams can limp into the playoffs barely get in and if, if they get hot they they can make some things happen so we'll see that's what makes this year in the nfl so amazing 
All right, real quick. Who suck? Who will suck less? The Redskins or the Giants this week? Oh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, oh man, you're really gonna make me choose this one? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm sorry, Washington fans. I'm gonna go with the Washington half. fans. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we will split the suck in half and give each. <laughs> Newman, you are wise. Um, no, in any case, uh, I'll, 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 I don't know, I'll flip a coin here. I'll, I'll say, uh, sorry, Redskins fans, I'll go Washington on this one. I think maybe the Giants ride a little of that era of good feelings from uh, Eli last week and Daniel Jones coming back in. I think maybe they, it gives them a little bit to play for. Uh, maybe they go out there and, and try to play with a little bit of pride. So I'll say uh, Big Blue uh, you know, does a little bit better of a job than, uh, than the Washington team this weekend. And uh, how big of a game? I know uh, the uh, Patricia has gotten Matt Patricia has gotten the the vote of confidence uh, moving forward, at least for twenty twenty season. But uh, which would a, scare the hell out of me. Yes, him, exactly. Right? So, <laughs> how big of a game is this for them to beat the five and nine Broncos? And I know, of course, obviously Matt Stafford hasn't played in weeks, and he will not be back. But uh, three ten and one is not something you want for your third season under the uh, Matt Patricia reign. Or yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if they lose this game and they drop this game to the Denver Broncos, I'm I'm sorry. I think that there's you know probably a little bit of heat on the seat from Matt Patricia. I know they've given them the vote of confidence. I know they say, oh, they'll be back. Quinn's been given the vote of confidence as well. But I mean, you have to take a look and just realize that maybe these guys aren't buying. Maybe they're not, um, you know, the type of players that he's going to need to succeed. But, you know, you never know if 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 Detroit does come out and win this game and they win this game pretty handily or they put this game away without having to eke by. Uh, then I think it will save Patricia's job because ultimately I think the Lions are trying to build something. Maybe they do see his vision. Maybe uh, between uh, Patricia and Quinn, they can put something together. Because again, there is talent in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't been able to be harnessed. And you know, maybe if they can get the right players in, things can happen. But yeah, well, um, and- I'll say Detroit wins it. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm inclined to give Patricia at least the benefit of the doubt here because, again, if we remember his first season, he was saddled with uh, a coaching staff from the previous regime. And then, of course, this year, Matt Stafford was off to one of his best starts, and he's obviously missed a significant amount of time. So um, I do think he, he deserved that at least this another another year, but I, I think uh, the, the, the pressure is going to start heating up, and, and I think a lot has to do with how he finishes these last two weeks of the season. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But... um. Ah, oh, Mike, 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 Mike. We're wrapping up yet another great week here at FPC Radio, and um, you know, again, we had a lot of lot of games to talk about this weekend, and we we got through some of them. And I'm hoping that we've uh, figured out our technical issues, so we will be on air over the weekend uh, for FPC NFL Live. I know I'm joined by Terrence Biggs and Brandon Ray for that, so hopefully we will jump into these games more often. But uh, next week, Monday is our big time festival show we will be going for two hours two hours folks because we're going to be off tuesday and wednesday so uh join us starting at seven 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 a.m you're going to be up for that i'm going to have a lot of coffee seven a.m that's right that's right seven a.m so starting seven a.m monday december the 23rd that's right festivus get your polls ready get your get your grievances set because we're going to be hitting it hard on monday so until then uh give us a follow on twitter it's at fpc radio live i am at iglen 31 he is at mdabateFPC. if you are listening on full press radio snowman in the morning is coming up right now from nine to noon followed by college credit hour 
folks, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the NFL action, and get ready because the playoffs are just around the corner. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great weekend, everyone.